0: Hi everyone, I'm Susie Sevier. And I'm Michael Barnhart. Welcome to the Adventures of a Real Estate Investor podcast, where we interview industry experts and chat with them about their passions and how they're leveraging real estate investing to create an impact in their world. What impact do you want to make?
1: Did you know there are almost 8 billion people on this planet? What if each of us started with ourselves, with our family, in our community? All we have to do is start with a manageable 1% action every day. The effect of those billions of 1% gestures would be astronomical. This is your place to reflect and believe. Join us every week to start cultivating those ideas on the impact that you want to make in your world.
2: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Adventures of a Real Estate Investor. I'm Susie.
1: And I'm Michael.
0: We're excited you joined us for this adventure.
2: So today we have a very special guest. He had... An absolute ball, walking, really wonderful units with us. We got to experience cats. We got to experience clean units, dirty units, a whole lot of conversation and everything in between. So, Bailey Miles, thank you so much for joining us today.
3: Yeah, thank you guys for letting me join you. You know, you forgot to mention that Michael and I had a competition on who could flick the...
1: Oh, yeah. uh, electrical
3: outlets to see who won, and I—I I don't know, I don't know who won, but we had a good competition. So
2: that was yeah, that was good actually. I forgot yeah. about that. Thanks for that reminder. Yeah, yeah. You know, like Bailey is part of a brokerage team, and we—he was there with Michael and I and the property manager, and we did all get to walk units together recently. But that was a fun competition. It was like, does light turn on? Is it the garbage disposal? What is it this time?
0: (laughs) There's always a switch. The closest by the sink would be the one for the garbage disposal, but half the time it's flipped. (laughs) Not so fast. Yeah. Awesome. But without further ado, Bailey, would you mind sharing with our adventurous family a little bit about your background, how you got into real estate?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll try to make it a little bit quick, but I grew up in Tulsa. So where we met walking property. I'm from Tulsa originally. I grew up with a great, great background, with great parents, thankfully, they instilled a lot of great values that, you know, as I look back, really had an impact on me. Just hard work, just being there, being present, caring for me. So I was very fortunate in that regard. I had a younger brother, so we wound up always playing against, playing against each other, and competition was really important. So played basketball, football, and baseball. We were always outside. So that was a big part of, you know, my life growing up. And I wound up going to Furman University. Originally to go on the baseball team, and I had played basketball too, and I really loved basketball. I thought I had maybe a little better opportunity to go play baseball, but wound up deciding I wanted to coach. My high school coach asked me if I wanted to coach our junior varsity team as I was going into my freshman year of college. Wow. And so I did it, did it for the summer of the summer camp at OU team camp. And loved it. I was like, you know what, this is what I want to do long term. So I wound up getting with the guys at Furman and wound up doing the basketball deal and had a great experience. Those coaches were so good to me. I learned a lot and then wound up finishing up at Oklahoma State and had a chance to learn from a lot of people there. But, you know, one of the things I wanted to do when I got to Oklahoma State was I wanted to learn from some of the best guys that I admired and respected. So I try to find guys that were obviously great at what they did and successful both in college and the NBA, and then also for their their character and integrity and the values that I really admired as well. And so I wound up reaching out to a lot of people and got to know and traveled you know, coast to coast in the summer times, meeting guys, working camps, getting to know people, got to work USA basketball and meet a lot of people there. And so I, I say all that because it really had impact on me because I was pursuing something very passionate about coaching because I had great coaches. And made me want to coach and getting a chance to be around people who do things at a high level, who do it the right way with character and integrity, but they do it with a level of excellence was a great lesson for me. And ultimately, I wound up going back out to Furman to coach, decided I eventually wanted to get out of that I think I knew what I was getting into but when you get to live in it on a daily basis you really see the ins and outs of if you want to do this long term and so for me I just I didn't you know maybe love it enough to to do it and so I wound up moving back to Tulsa Oklahoma where I'm from I got into real estate so mostly on the residential neighborhood development side and then the home building side and then now recently in the brokerage as well so that's kind of a, a snippet of my background in a nutshell
0: well it's quite a background yeah <laughs> One thing I love, because like, obviously I think Furman, if I'm saving credit, I think that's in South Carolina, right? It is. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So like, obviously I grew up in Georgia. So there's a purview of like schools I was looking at to go to for college and stuff like that. And I always wondered they, about the, and you know, the abbreviation. If they run around at football games and basketball games. Oh, be... you don't have... <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was curious about that, but it's funny. It's about... true. Yes. Is it true? Okay.
3: It's true. Just, you know, funny story on that. My dad, when he came out to visit, he thought it was so funny. He got a, a FU hat from the bookstore and I guess he would wear it around in board meetings. And, you know, everyone, when they saw me said, oh, your dad loved Furman. So, <laughs>
1: just,
0: <laughs> he's, he's, oh, that's so, awesome. That's awesome.
2: So like with. You know, like you really like talked about like integrity. I mean, anything I could say, like ethics, values, like I feel all of that coming out of you, like off of you, that that's something that's super important in your life. So like we saw that like with coaching and how your coaches treated you and everything. So how does that level up, I guess, when you decided to leave? Like were you like, these are all the things I still need when I go into, you know, like my next career? Because sometimes like although we say that we want those things or we think like it might be common sense. Like people get so eager to go into a next job that like all those things are lost. So like, how did you make sure that you mm-hmm. were like, okay, these are still my values that I need to have. Like, how do I make sure that they're going to be in the place that I work at next?
3: Yeah. Well, I think for me, that's always been important to me. So it's never been an issue of like, well, my values translate. It's always like, I just put a ton of time into developing a lot of great relationships. And I thought that this is what I wanted to do. And now I'm pivoting into something else. I was like, what the heck am I going to do? And so that was a big change for me. And understanding as you go through life, being able to pivot, but understanding some of those core things that maybe you do well. There's a program in Tulsa called Your One Degree. And basically out of the 360 degrees in life, there's one degree that's unique to you. That's definitely the traits and the qualities that you uniquely possess and understanding those things. Those are common denominators that are always important. So whatever job you have, those qualities and those traits will carry over. And so I don't know if you guys listen to like Patrick Lynchioni. he's got a new thing out where it's strength finders, all these things help you understand who you are a little bit more in detail. It's not always 100% accurate, but it gives you a good grasp on that. And so trying to take those things and apply them into work. And obviously for me, jumping into real estate, I never, I grew up around it, but I never thought I'd ever be in it. Never wanted to be in it. So anyway, when I got into it, I just wanted to try to learn as much as I can about it. And so it's been a good, interesting experience. It's awesome.
2: Something that I've like chatted a lot with other people about, like with a loss of a job or transition of a job or anything, right? Is that so many people are like held on to the identity of their job title instead of the skills and traits that they bring. So it's been like amazing for you to just say that because I was like, wow, someone else like really gets it. Like I do, Uh you know, because it's like a huge part, like who you are can transition into anything, right? It's just like- you don't have to compromise yourself ever to like for your next journey in life, no matter what it is, like even if it's just like job or relationship, you know, going into a new sport, it doesn't matter. Like if you keep who you are, then like nothing really should go totally wrong. I mean, if you're not a horrible person, let me add that part. But you know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah,
3: absolutely. Absolutely. I agree 100%. I think a lot of it too is understanding a lot about yourself, like truly discovering what makes you tick. That's something I loved. I always still love to this day, finding out what makes people tick. What's your why? Why is a word that's thrown around a lot and understanding what those are and then trying to apply that in your life and do more of it. Because when you're doing the things that you love doing, more than likely you're going to be better at it than most people because you can endure things a lot longer than most people could if it's not going well. And I think there's a book behind me. It's called Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, who is the Nike founder. And I was just talking to someone about that quote that he had in the back of the book. And it's basically the same thing, but he was just saying that find something you're passionate about and then work at it with all your heart he said the highs will be like nothing else you've ever experienced, and the lows will be a lot easier to get through than other things. So, anyway, it just yeah, it just reminds me of some of those things that you just t- talked about.
0: I love that. Yeah, and, and like going back to what Susie says too is like in what you said as well, like the the one degree. You like, I I love that concept because a lot of people lose sight of that, right? Like you, the degree that is... the. I I when you said that, I thought of you know the one degree. You only have one direction that you're moving, right? based on your the experiences you've had in life. Right. Like there's three hundred and fifty-nine other degrees you could go, but you chose yeah. that one path, right? And, and and a lot of people, what Susie has mentioned is like a lot of people tie their identity and everything like that to the job that they have, right? That is them, right? I I am a, you know, a software engineer at X company, right? Like Absolutely. versus like I have these skills that make you know me 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 me, yeah and like I have software engineering skills that can be applied right and like yeah this is really cool to think about and it was just kind of I was soaking that in as you guys were chatting a minute ago about that one degree and it's really cool to think about I'm just like really good brain exercise I guess
3: yeah and how challenging is it in our environment today because people always ask you what do you do yeah yeah or it's always tied up in performance and that's that's been a you know I'm still working on that that as well that it's not about just my performance it's not about what I do it's about who I am and those core qualities and the characteristics that I truly value and the person that I am so I think it's a really important concept to grasp
0: I want to I'm sorry I knew you would sit them, but okay. I want to I want to piggyback on this too and like talk about this a little bit more because that is something right like how do we get away from that from in society right it's like people always ask like what do you do right and if you're like oh I I weigh tables at you know this bar at this restaurant right and people like oh cool you're a waiter in society versus like being a director of something right like but you know the director you know might be a shittier person than the waiter right this is like how do you get past like asking those questions like i guess it's just like get past surface level because like what do you do as a surface level thing right and I guess like, I don't know, because like one of our friends is like he he bartends because he wants the freedom to be able to leave and travel whenever he wants. Right. And then he saves up money just to travel because he loves traveling. He's a sweet, awesome dude. And I love hanging out with him. He has a really good insight. But like if if I was just surface level and I asked him, hey, what do you do? You know, and he's like oh, a bartender. We're like, cool. You know, how do you how as a society do we start asking those deeper questions from the get go? Because sometimes it gets personal, right? Yeah. It, people don't want to talk about stuff like that. I don't know.
3: Yeah. And I think to your point though, what you said, asking the right questions, I think asking really good questions is a super important skill set. Obviously you guys have a podcast, so you guys are good at that, but being willing to be authentic and ask questions that go a little bit deeper. And it's like getting to know people. Well, instead of being surface level, dive in just a little bit deeper and and just let your curiosity go and ask people, you know, what, what matters most to them. I mean, when you start asking people some questions like that, or or different things, you can really open people up. And once you get that going, then you can have a conversation. I'm sure you guys have heard, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. That's so true. And I think, you know, not, it's not true of like everyone at high level, maybe they're CEOs, execs, but a lot of people that get to that level, you have to be a, most people that get to that level are good people because they treat people the right way. And that's not true of everyone, but just treating people the right way, asking intentional questions is really important and it just shows that you care.
0: Yeah. I love that. One final thought on this and then maybe this can help. You know, I have a task for our listeners out there and it's like, you know, everybody says like get the five second or 30 second elevator pitch ready, right? Like maybe, maybe think about the 30 second elevator pitch you want to tell somebody about who you are as a person versus what you have done and accomplished in life, right? Like maybe that's how we get away. I think that's what I'm going to, I'm going to do after this call is like think about like, you know, if I'm going to have 30 seconds to explain myself to somebody, I don't want to tell them like, oh, I've done this, this and this. Right. I want to say like, I am this and this. Right. And I think that's a very stoic approach to it. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. But,
2: yeah. <laughs> no, it's still like, okay. Okay. So I have to like figure out what order I want to say this now. So to keep on what we're talking about and now for everyone who listens to me, if I've ever done this to you, I really apologize in advance. But like sometimes when I think a conversation might get stale, I always say, what are you most excited about right now? And like, man, people come up with really great answers and then you can keep going off of that. Right. And something that I recently read was a lot of people will say, like, I have so many thoughts about this. And then when the words come out of their mouth, it's actually feelings. So like, which is totally okay, But like when we're asking people questions, although feelings are super important, that's not what I mean at all like ask deeper ones, you know, like when somebody says, well, I don't like that he did this or I dislike him. It's like, okay, well, why? Right. Like we need to get beyond that instead of then circling to the conversation of like, well, I don't like him or her either. Right. Like how do we get out of feelings conversations and get into more thoughts conversations? But then Like I said, like the ones like, what are you most excited about right now? I know Michael and I do this in the morning, not every morning, but or throughout the day doesn't really matter, like three things you're grateful for. You could ask that in a random conversation, right? Because like then off those three things, you could be like, oh, let's talk about one of those, you know, like that's pretty big within itself.
3: Yeah, but no, now we just
2: have to act interested, though, too, right? Because I feel like a lot of people will say yes when they should have said no to like be in like a gathering, right? And because of that, they're already shut off. Like it's you do have to really put in the effort to turn on, and people can do it. I've seen it all the time, but like I've also seen it where it was like, if you really didn't want to be here, you hadn't you did not have to say yes. You know what I mean?
3: Sure. Yeah. I think, I think being intentional. About you know what you say yes to is really important, and then obviously authenticity is really important. Mm-hmm. But I love I love what you guys are talking about with questions because I found that or you know this is what I'm learning is that asking the right questions, like I said earlier, can get you the right answers. And really, if you ask really good questions, you'll be able to figure out the direction that you want to go if you ask the right, really intentional questions. So it's like there's three questions that I think are really good. It's like what do you want? And if you really th- you got to really think about this, you can't just like answer. Top of mind. It's got to be yeah, what do you want? What? I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> yeah. What do you want? Why do you want it? And what are you willing to do to get it? And yeah. if you sit down and, and spend some time to intentionally think about those things, you're going to find a pretty good answer that'll give you some direction of where to go next. Love
2: that. So, To think about that, though, and then this like ties into like a thought that I had like 10 minutes ago, (laughs) to be able to think that deeply about yourself. And I know you mentioned strength finders like a lot of people. I mean, I don't know. I guess I'd say 50-50. I also actually haven't Googled this or I don't know the statistics. So I could be totally wrong. Like some people love these personality tests and other people absolutely hate them just because they don't want to take them. I'm not sure I've ever talked to somebody who said I took it and I absolutely hated it. It's more of like an absolute no or an absolute yes. But I feel like within them, yes, they're not always correct. But with finding your strengths, you also really find out your weaknesses. And like it does go into the three questions that you just mentioned, because with those, you also have to think about your strengths and your weaknesses, right? Because the weaknesses are the really thing difficult things to talk about, because Like even in an interview, like what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses? Like although that's covered or asked sometimes, like people aren't really digging deep. It's like, oh, I can't multitask. It's like, okay, well, like what's a weakness inside? You know, like sometimes for me, constructive criticism can get really hard when I feel like I am out of control, like just in my own soul, right? Like, and that's hard for people to figure out. So like how? I don't know. I don't even know if you would have advice for this or even if you would either like advice to someone who is like totally turned off by wanting to take anything like that to learn deeper about themselves.
3: Yeah, well, I think, you know, constantly learning about yourself is really important. And all the things that you've done up to this point in this present moment that we're in are all things you can look back on and learn from about yourself. So if you can think back on some of the experiences that you've had that have really shaped you, you know, what was it about those things that shaped you and why was that? And then also, like, what are the things that you really enjoyed doing and why was that? What are the things you didn't enjoy doing and why was that? I think something like Enneagram, Strength Finders, and I mentioned Patrick Lencioni, I was just thinking it's, it's the working genius, it's his new deal. But all these things kind of help you, it gives you a little bit of a framework to understand yourself. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's so, so nice to be able to have some perspective on what you do well and maybe what you don't do well, because if you're, if you're doing something that you don't do well, why would you continue to keep on doing it when it causes frustration as opposed to when you're doing something and you're doing it really well, you know, keep building on those things because you'll be a lot more effective at doing those things. So I just think it's, it's just having a growth mindset and always wanting to learn and try to be the best of what you're capable of being is, is I think the best perspective to have. And so always just trying to get better each and every day. And it's just that, that 1% better that you can learn by taking one of those little tests. It doesn't mean that's exactly what you are, but it's, Just an opportunity for you to learn more about yourself.
2: Um, Something to add to that. And I don't know if I'm going to say his name right. Michael loves him, but sometimes I just mess up names. So Neil Degrassi Tyson. Oh,
0: Neil Degrassi Tyson. Thank
2: you. Okay. So I listened to a podcast that he was on the other day and his biggest thing was like, my whole mission in life is to learn something new every day. And I want to learn something new, not about the things that I know and love, but about everything else. And like one of his examples was, and actually, I don't know it by heart. So I'm going to like just, he read a book about something that was totally like not what he was talking about in a day to day and like just a whole different sphere. And his listeners or slash audience was like, whoa, I didn't know you believed in that. Like, I don't know if I can follow you anymore. You know, like those people, like he had lost credibility with those people and he had to go back and be like, whoa, 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 whoa. I can read and learn about something. And it doesn't mean I have to believe in it either. And I think that's huge to remember is that like in order for us to even get different viewpoints of everything, we do have to learn about all the different viewpoints or else we don't really have an argument. You know, like we only have or maybe not an argument, but a a flowing conversation that might include you know, like trying to, I just don't want to use the word argument, but I don't know. It's just wild.
3: Yeah. Well, just like, yeah, like you're touching on it and you guys have a podcast that's called the adventures of real estate investors. And so I love when you talk about traveling too, because when you travel, you get to experience different cultures, different people, different perspectives. And that's so true in life, whether in, in business. So all the things that, you know, maybe I do on a daily basis on the development side, you're working with subcontractors that have tons of different backgrounds and perspectives. On the brokerage side, you're getting to meet a lot of new people that have different perspectives on things and just trying to be a sponge and soak in as much as you can from the different people and different perspectives. I have a podcast and I'm talking to different people with different perspectives on that all the time. And that's just something for whatever reason, I don't know why, I naturally love doing that and hearing why people think the way they do about certain things. And all throughout that time, I'm sifting through and learning and growing and trying to apply things in my life. So I just think it's a good perspective to have that will really benefit whoever chooses to have that perspective for the better. I completely agree.
2: Can I say one more thing? Okay, cool. So I have a question because we can go back to coaching a little bit kind of. So you had said like focus on your strengths. How does that, can that relate in sports? Because Michael and I are currently training for a half Ironman and like At the beginning, it was like, oh, I should work on my weakest link of the three. And like the more podcasts I've listened to and the more reading I've listened to, everyone's like, no, 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 no. Like you should focus on like what your, you know, best, what you like swim, bike run, like of those three, which one can you do the best? Like, because that is where you will save the most time. But so many people do think like, oh, I need to work on like, my weakness when I don't think they realize that working on their strength, but understanding their weakness, like in conjunction to it can really get them much further.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with you. And I think, you know, I'm not going to speak on behalf of how to train for a half Ironman. So I'm not <laughs> going to do that. But I do think that it's important to understand what your strengths are. All, you, you definitely want to try to improve your weaknesses a little bit, but you want to spend the majority of time focusing on on what makes you better because doing and improving what you're already good at, is going to be the key to you being the best of what you're capable of in that regard whatever it is if it's athletics you know we're not going to take a a center out and put him at the point guard position and work on his ball handling now we're going to work on his ball handling but we're not going to have him you know be out shooting threes and whatnot the same thing goes for a point guard we're not going to have a point guard playing in the post like he might go in there and post up the guy that's playing against him but we're not going to have him working in the post when we want him to be great at running the offense and doing the things that that specific skill set needs the most help with so i think it's really important to focus on your strengths as much as you can and also have the mindset too like we're not neglecting our weaknesses but we're spending the majority of our time focused on trying to develop what we're already good at to become better and better at it
0: yeah i agree i agree and, and if you translate that to life as well right yeah you know like 100 you know you can be an inch deep and a mile wide or you can be a mile deep and an inch wide right so it's like I think there's a balance in between those two. Yeah, hundred percent. Love it. It's true. Yeah.
2: Although, though, with media, right? Media only focuses on weaknesses. I feel like within society, which is a bummer. Yeah,
0: well, media is just.
2: Well, yeah, I'm just saying though. It's like it's hard. Like what you listen to, right, and who you talk to. Like whatever's in your ear, majority of the day does have a huge influence. That's I think that's all I wanted to add. Yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah well, and too on the opposite side is like on social media, you know, people are always putting what they're great at. And, yeah. You know, so there's not always the weaknesses. And so it's easy to look and see that, oh well, so many people are great at all these things, but we're not showing our weaknesses on social media either. So Yeah.
2: Unfortunately.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was listening to a book this morning. One last thing before I went have another question for you, Bailey before. But like speaking of weaknesses on social media, listening to a book this morning about like how, you know, the election, you know. And deep fake, you know, using AI to create articles just to trick people into believing certain things to sway political opinion one way or the other is like pretty uh, powerful things. And, you know, it's like as AI is progressively like getting more and more powerful, we'll see more and more of that because we they realize how vulnerable people are on social media, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely.
3: And, you know, and so many people, including myself, can easily get into just sitting there scrolling and consuming information, you know, right? lots of lots of better things we can be doing, so...
0: Yeah, which reminds me of another book that I read, Free Will by Sam Harris. I don't know if you've read that, but No, I haven't I'll have to check that out. It's pretty powerful. It's like basically, it's basically saying like you have the illusion of having free will, but the your brain, what I'm saying right now to you, Bailey, is already come it's the decision to say what I'm saying has already been made in my brain. So you have the illusion of having free will, but it's already the decisions have already been made before I can even think to say what I'm going to say next. Does that make sense? And this is based off scientific evidence. So it's like, and it's based in what I'm doing. What I'm saying is based on what I have consumed and the sensory inputs that I've put right on my into my mm-hmm. body, into my into my ears, into my eyes, right. And yeah. so like that whole ingraining, right. And so like even if you're there on social media, flipping through, flipping through, and you're looking and you see like a, a news article, you you might not believe it, but guess what? It gets it gets registered in your brain, right, at some point. And then you're like, oh, maybe. Down the road, that has an effect on your decision-making, even though you know that it's not true, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, like, absolutely.
3: Okay. No, I think I think you bring up a good point. Your inputs determine your outputs. What we take in determines what we put out. And so what you consume, the people that you're around, the environments that you're in, that does dictate you know, the outputs that you have in these environments, whether they're friends or your family or your work, whatever it is. So I think that's a really important piece.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And I think Napoleon Hill hit on it before he even knew all this stuff, right? He's like surround yourself with a boardroom of people that you know and you can picture them and you can hear their input based on, you know, their experience and stuff like that. And then that guides you, right? And so um oh, yeah. Napoleon Hill
3: and I I love I love this type of stuff and I, you know, I, I'm sure you guys have heard of Atomic Habits, um, yeah. The Power of Habit, Charles Duhigg. I just finished that book again, and it's interesting because if you can set up systems in your life to help you achieve the outcomes, like if you think I want to do the X, you know, can you create a system to develop the habits that you need to be able to work towards that goal? And so the psychology of it is like if we have to think about it all the time, it's going to be really tough to make that happen. But if we can create the systems and the environment, it's going to enable us to maybe do it a little more automatically so that we can go and have that outcome by not having to put as much work in towards doing it because we put the work in on the front end, creating the system. So anyway, that's it. 100%. That's that's that's
0: amazing. (laughs) 100%. That's why like a routine, you know, you know, morning routine, whatever routine you want to have, like, is so powerful, right?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Because it compounds over time.
3: It dictates your day. It really does. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Before we move into the questions, I know we're, we're pushing the end here, but like, for moving to the questions, Bailey, I want to know like, what's next for you? Like, what, what do you see your trajectory now? You're back in Tulsa, you know, you've, you've moved away from coaching, you're getting into real estate and like that. Like what's your trajectory for Bailey Miles?
3: Yeah. So I still, I have a podcast called Building Excellence, which is all about helping people build excellence in their life, leadership, and legacy. And so we bring on different athletes, coaches, thought leaders, and business minds to help share their story and the principles that they've learned throughout their life. That's so why I love doing that. That's something I'm really passionate about. It kind of goes back to coaching without like coaching per se. And so doing that, speaking, writing, those are all things that I want to be doing on the real estate side, still developing, developing, you know, neighborhoods, single family, multifamily, things like that. And then still being on the brokerage side are, are really what I'd like to be doing. And then my wife and I just found out we're expecting our, our we're first kiddo. Right. So
0: we're
3: having a little girl. So that's going to be very, very important. Anyway, so those are, those are some of the things that I'm, I'm looking forward to in the future.
0: That's awesome, man. Congratulations.
3: Yeah, Oops. thank you.
2: Oh, wonderful.
3: Yeah, thank you, guys.
2: <laughs> That's cool.
0: Well, I would love to continue to chat with you, Bailey. But if you want to hear more, Bailey, like he said, we'll, we'll give you links and he'll talk more about his podcast at the end of the show. But we do need to move into the adventures for the four questions we all of our guests. So, Bailey, if you're ready, we'll begin. Let's go. Yeah, cool. So the first question is, where is one place you wish to travel to and why?
3: So it's interesting. I would say, first, I'd say Norway. Norway would be probably top of my list. My wife and I actually met in Australia on a study abroad trip. So I would have said New Zealand, but I've been to New Zealand. And then Norway's pretty close up there. We love to travel, so it's really tough to pick one. But, you know, Norway looks amazing. So I love that.
2: Is she Australian? She's
3: actually, she's from Stillwater, Oklahoma, but we happened to meet over there. Yeah, and we'd never met before. So it just took a 15-hour flight to Brisbane, Australia to Mm -hmm the
0: meet <laughs> me did you have me at osu then Or oh, no sorry uh, was it, 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 we, we met
3: it man. was through oklahoma state yeah through oklahoma state yeah
2: oh okay yeah. cool that's cool. fun i okay yay wow i like that those stories meeting stories are fun yeah <laughs> yeah cool
3: and we actually just got back from france portugal and spain so we got to go out there and see it, it as beautiful so yeah. we're we're big travelers, so it's really tough to pick one. But Norway would be on the top of the list. Would you go
0: to in France? I'm sorry, I'm just no, I'm just I'm just curious. But where'd you go to in France? In Portugal? Spain? So
3: we were in in Paris, and then we were down in Spain. We were in Barcelona and Madrid, and then in Portugal, we were in Porto, Lisbon, and Sintra. And yeah. I would say Portugal's. I mean, they're all amazing, but Portugal is definitely a spot to go. Anyone hasn't been there yet.
0: Put on the list. Totally. Absolutely. We love the Algarve region down the south. Oh,
3: yeah. Beautiful area.
2: We're yeah. I'm so happy. <laughs> For sure. Cool. Okay. So second question. What is one thing on your bucket list and how are you leveraging real estate to achieve it?
3: Yeah, well, I would just say I would love to be able to have a real estate, you know, to build wealth long term through real estate has always been something really important to me, especially coming back and trying to learn. You know, I was never really exposed to that but getting a chance to, you know, read books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad's an obvious one, but then all these other ones about building passive wealth, which you guys obviously know and do, but be able to have that so we can have the freedom to go and travel and do the things kind of like what you guys talk about, you know, but giving back, you know, and being active in our communities, coach, you know, I would love to maybe coach you stuff, but, you know, writing, speaking, and trying to help encourage people to, you know, build excellence in their life, leadership, and legacy. That's, that's really what I'm pretty passionate about. So
0: that's really cool. I love that. I love that. You're passionate about that. Me great. too. Yeah. Awesome. So the third question we have for you, Bailey, is what is one piece of advice for someone who wants to start passively investing in real estate?
3: Man, that's a, that's a good question. Now, this is something that's always I've thought is really important. And a quote that I love is life begins at the end of your comfort zone. And that's something I need to reiterate to myself every day, but just starting, just starting. And I think your guys' story is great, but putting yourself around great people Find someone that's ahead of you. Reach out to them. You'll never know who will respond. And what's the worst that can happen if they say no? Just find another person. So I would just say, get started. Take the step. Take the leap of faith. Take the jump. And then surround yourself with really good people. Because I think that's really, really, really important. Love that.
2: Me too. Appreciate that. It is. Cool. And then our fight. fight, Fourth and final. (laughs) That's what fight is. (laughs) Yeah. Our fourth and final question is, if you had unlimited resources available to you, how would you leave an impact?
3: If I had unlimited resources, I would really probably just do the things I just said earlier. I would continue to try to have a podcast, write, speak, coach, youth, volunteer at the Boys and Girls Club. So just trying to be a positive influence and whoever I'm around is really what I really care about and want to be doing. So just doing the things
0: that really matter most to me.
2: And which is the less important. Yeah, it is. Absolutely.
0: Well, before we end the show, Bailey, would you mind sharing with our listeners how they can find your podcast, how they can learn more about you?
3: Yeah, absolutely. The podcast is called Building Excellence. It's on all the platforms. And we have just, like I said before, just different guests come on and share their stories. And it's just a great place to really hear some amazing stories and extract some principles and apply in your life. So, and you can also check out the website, com to have more information on all that.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, very cool. And I will make sure to add all of that to the show notes so that you can find Bailey easily. But Bailey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's really been a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Yeah. That's-
3: well, thanks for you guys. And I just want to congratulate you guys. You guys do a fantastic job on the podcast. You guys are great investors, obviously, too, but you guys are making a significant impact on all the people that you encounter and also that listen to the podcast. So thank you, guys. Well, I
0: appreciate that, Bailey. Thank you so much. It means a lot. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for having well, me. It, yeah, absolutely. And it, and it was a really cool conversation, and I think it's a, a very unique conversation that we had. So I, I'm sure our listeners will really enjoy it. So thank you so much. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. Yes. Yeah. Until next time, explore more adventure awaits.
1: Woo! Thank you so much for listening. Before you start your next adventure of the day, please take a moment to reflect on the impact that you want to make. All of our efforts combined are what make the monumental impacts. We can't do it without you.
0: Also, if you enjoyed the episode, please head over to iTunes and leave us an honest review with one of the great insights you received from the show today. And if you believe a friend, family member, or colleague would find great value in listening, please share our podcast with them. As always, your support means the world to us.
1: Until next time, explore more. Adventure awaits. Woo!